Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta, and tonight I'll be your host as we talk about exercise for a healthier and happier life. And our special guest this evening is somebody that I've been fortunate to get to know quite well since she's become the president of CCLVI, and her name is Leslie Spoon. Uh, welcome to the show, and thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Bill, for having me. I know. I mean, as the president of CCLVI and attending all these meetings, I know how busy you are, so I really appreciate you coming on tonight to share with us all of your expertise about exercise. Now, one of the things that I realized is that when I had perfect vision, I would go running every day and I would ride my bicycle around or I would do swimming. But as I began to lose my vision, I was too scared to go running because there were a few times that I ran right into a fire hydrant and got hurt that when I was riding my bike, I didn't see a rock and I slipped and I fell. And I, I didn't really think of other ways that I could exercise. But today, you know, there's so many different ways that people with low vision could exercise. So uh, the first thing before you tell us of all these different reasons and ways to exercise, how in the world did you learn all of this about exercise? Well, I, um, I, I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I loved exercising. It's my passion. Um, so I always wanted to be an aerobic instructor. Um, so I did have, you know, um, pretty good vision. And, um, I have retinitis pigmentosa, so it, it deteriorates as you age. And... Um, so I was able to really get involved in a gym and, and know how to do the moves and everything. And you could pretty well see um, the people, you know, moving around and um, out of my, my vision that I had. Um, then when I met my husband, Dan Spoon, I moved to Florida. And I told him, I said, my passion is to be an aerobics instructor. And he said, you know, go ahead and do it, you know, because it's, you know, it's, it's exciting, it's interesting, your low vision, you know, um, you've always loved it all your life. Um, it just makes you feel good. It's, it's, the endorphins just kick in, and it's just amazingly a feel-good um, energy, you know, for yourself yeah. and everybody around you. So, um, so I went to a three-day workshop here in Orlando, Florida, and um, learned how to choreograph and teach. And this is when step aerobics was in, was um, really going um, gangbusters. Mm. So it was in the 90s. Um, and a step is it's a platform, um, and then you have um, risers underneath the step. So it's like a black, I think it's black, either black or blue. Um, not real big. And it's that, that platform with risers. So you put the risers underneath it, and then you would you would teach choreography to the step. Oh, so my, okay. Yeah. So my step was taped so that I could see it because I could see the tape. Um, and then I would teach. I learned how to teach choreography. So um, to you know, with music and the beats and um, um, all of that, you know, at this workshop, the three day workshop and theory and, and practical. So, um, And then after the three-day workshop, I had to take a test, which I was had a tutor to help me read the books because oh. I'm the only visually in, in, that we know of, um, the visually impaired, only visually impaired instructor in the United States. So, Is that right? That's what we know of. So, Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I have six, six certifications. So, um, six, I've, all of them in aerobics, or are these in no, different No, they're all forms? in different different fields. They're all in different fields. So, What are um, the other types of exercises that you could teach us? Um, I can teach kickboxing. I can teach aqua. I wow. can teach yoga. I am a personal trainer. Um, I can teach cycling. So I'm, I'm, I'm certified in all those. Um, so um, it's... Wow. it's been my passion and my dream, so I really, really love it. So, um, now is is aqua? Is that just 
same thing as swimming, or is that yes. something mm-hmm. different? It's in the pool. It used to be called water aerobics, but we don't call it that anymore. So it's called aqua, aqua fit, aqua zumba, aqua kickboxing, aqua stretching, aqua pump. So it's oh. got all these names now. Wow. Now, mm-hmm. when when other people who are either partially sighted or totally blind take some of these classes that you're giving, is it such that by just listening to your verbal instructions that they would know right foot on first step, left foot on top step, or how how do they know that they're really doing the steps the correct way if they can't see you? Well, when I taught step, I, I had a few visually impaired people in my class and I actually would go over and teach them the steps and, like, put their feet on the steps before class. Oh. So I was, I'm was i a very hands-on instructor. Um, you can either be hands-on or just a, a visually instructor, and you just count, you know, have your fingers up in the air and, you know, like four fingers, three fingers, two fingers, one finger for the counts. I'm, I'm a verbal instructor, and I'm a hands-on instructor, so I go and actually put your – I would go over and position you in the right spot and then when we would start class, you would know when I'd say, step up on the step, right foot up, left foot up. You would know. So, and and so when, you. when you're teaching these classes, let's say that you were teaching a class to all of us who are on the call, and let's assume that most of us on the call are low vision. Do you really try to limit the number of students so that you could be more hands-on? Or is there a particular number of students that works best so that, if any of us are going to sign up for a class near our home, we we could ask the teacher if it's possible to be in a smaller class or should it usually be individual classes? Um, it's it's different. Um, I, I teach at ACB, which is the American Council of the Blind Convention, you know, and then the Council of Citizens of Low Vision International, our convention is in that convention, so it gets a little confusing there, but... Um, I have taught since '09 at the conventions, and um, the I usually have around 20, 25 people in my class. Wow! And I do yoga. I don't do step anymore. Um, it's just gotten a little. It's well, it's actually outdated itself now. It's, they don't. A lot of people don't teach it anymore. Um, but I teach a lot of yoga and a lot of you know aqua now. So. Um, for the yoga, it's it's not bad. You can go around and kind of put people in position if they're okay with you touching them. Some people don't want to be touched, and then you just um, verbally tell them what to do. And some people have taken yoga. Um, I don't really like to go over 30 participants. It's a little harder, you know, on myself. So, but that's you know, the more the merrier. <laughs> Boy, that you don't have an assistant in the class either when you're teaching it to even 20? You you do the class instruction all by yourself? Mm-hmm. I do it all by myself. Yes. I don't have an assistant. Wow. All, yeah, it's all by myself. Now, when I started at the gyms here in Orlando, I had an assistant um, just to make sure because of the liability in the gym atmosphere. So, But then when I had my – I got my own gym. I actually was an entrepreneur and had my own facility um, from 2004 to 2009. And it was only women, and I didn't have any assistance. So. Wow. Gosh, yeah. that, that is really, really great. Now, at the ACB convention, uh, what are the different classes that you offer that people could take? Is this for anybody who attends the conference, and, and is there a fee for the class? There's no fee, and anybody can come and take my class. Um, I usually do it two nights in the in the week, but this year I'm doing it one night because I'm the president of CCLVI now, so I've got a new hat, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is wonderful. I'm loving my new hat and my new family. Some of them are on this call, so um, they're I'm learning a lot from them. So um, it's very interesting to me. So I'll teach this one night this this year in convention, which will be Wednesday night. Um, but anybody is welcome to come. We we normally do yoga. I do yoga lattes, so it's yoga and Pilates together. Um, it's very easy and mild because you know we we sit all week, so it's good to stretch. So um, you know, and then like last year, I had thirty participants in one of my classes. So wow, that's really great. And and so you know, 
I have heard of the word Pilates, and I always I was always under the impression that Pilates involved some really complicated equipment that you use for stretching. Is it something that you don't have to have all of this equipment to be able to do the yoga Pilates? No, you can have the reformer um, for the Pilates, but you don't have to. Um, you can do a lot of the stuff on the floor. Um, it's a lot of core, which is your abdominals. You know, we used to call our stomachs, which we don't call anymore, and then it used to become abs, and now it's called core. So our core is what really stabilizes our body with our backs and our, our abs. So um, we say the core. So you can do a lot of the Pilates moves on the on the floor um, without the reformer. Wow. Uh, yeah. So let, let's say, for example, for some of us that haven't really exercised too often after we lost our vision. I know that for myself, after I became totally blind, I, I, I really stopped running. I tried to run a few times with my cane, but it, it just didn't go very well. It, it, it seemed like I was running so slow, and it just didn't feel coordinated. But let's say for a person who's, you know, in their 40s, um, what would be the regimen that you would recommend that someone would start off first? Maybe we haven't exercised in a year or even more. Is one of these particular types of training classes better than others to start off with? I would actually start off with some light walking in your neighborhood if, you, if you're just a very sedentary person and you haven't exercised in a long time. Um, just getting out and moving is the best, the best um, exercise. And you don't have to do, a, do it a long time. You could just go for a block, you know, one day, and then the next day go for two blocks. So you want to build up your endurance as you're doing it. Um, and then gradually you could um, go to the treadmill. You could go to the elliptical, the rower, um, you know, whatever you can do. And if you can't get to a gym, you can, you know, easily go to a swimming pool if you have a swimming pool or, you know, um, do different things at home, march in place, you know, jog. And I was going to say for you, Dr. Bill, you you don't, don't even have to give up running. You can always get a buddy. I run with another um, friend of mine that's a, a Zumba instructor, my friend, and um, we have like a little band we use, and we um, I hold on to the band while we're both running. So um, we run together. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. So are you running behind her or side? No, side, side. by side. Side by side, we're running. So oh. she sets the pace, and we actually will actually count. Um, and both of us being instructors, now you don't want to do this, but both of us being instructors, <laughs> we're like, I run harder, run harder. You know, <laughs> we push each other because we're both instructors. But you don't want to do that part of it because you know that's us. So, um, but you know, and even sometimes we'll sprint because we're like pushing each other. But um, you just start off side by side, get a rope or get, you know, a little um, band, and you can hold on to one end and the other person holds the side the person holds on to the other end. Oh, that's a great idea. Now, now this is something, though, do you you generally recommend this on a track or do you, are you guys able to run on the sidewalks like that? We run in the street. We run on the street and the sidewalk. We run our neighborhood. We've been everywhere. We run everywhere. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. Now, we we started off in the gym, running in the gym together so that we could get used to each other, and then we went to the street. So we've been running together for years now, so. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh, after a person has become, you know, uh, familiar with walking blocks or starting to run, what is the recommendation as far as, when can I stop? Should we really say? When can you stop? Never. Yes. Never. This... <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people say, well, you really should walk at least three miles. Or if you're running, you should run three miles. Or other people say, no, all of that is nonsense. You really should monitor your heart rate. And if your heart rate is at 140 or 150, you should stop. Um do you have any suggestions so that we don't injure ourselves or that we we actually do a good job of burning calories? Yeah, you um you don't want to I mean you want to push yourself to um fatigue, not, never failure. So so you want to be fatigued 
but you don't want to be flat out, um, I can't take another step. That's the failure part. Oh. So so you do want to be to a point like you're kind of, you know, like that, kind of you're yeah. panting a little bit, but not, not like, oh, my God, I can't take another step, and I don't want to do it tomorrow. Oh, so, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the best, um, you know, best um, practice for a person, you know, if they've been doing it a while. Now, a new person, I would say just start walking in the beginning and then, you know, increase that every day. Um, you don't want to do that in the beginning, so. Okay. Yeah. And it's different for each person, so um, each person has a different regimen. You know, I exercise... I mean, it's ridiculous because I love to exercise. I'm always exercising. People call me and I'll be on the treadmill or, you know, or I run on the treadmill about four to five times a day. I'm, you know, I'm personal training myself. So, you know, I, I'm I'm not a good person to, to like, you know, say, are you in fatigue? Because <laughs> so, you, you, I want to go to failure myself. But <laughs> Did you say you run on your treadmill four to five times a day or I do. four to five times a week? Wow! Yeah. Wow, you you really do love it then. <laughs> I do, I do, I love it. I wish if I'm my, bored, I go get on my treadmill. So I wish my body gave off that kind of endorphins. Your endorphins are a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're good. And and then if you get another instructor, or another instructor comes over, we're like, come on, you need to run faster. So <laughs> now now uh, another question: What about for some of the people? And as it starts to get warmer, who do have a, a pool? Uh, if you live in an apartment or maybe you have your pool, is it actually recommended? Do you feel that it's better for a person to actually swim laps or if the pool is large enough, just to walk? Because I've heard some of these exercise people say walking back and forward, backwards and forward in the in the shallow end of the pool is very good exercise. Mhm. It is. It's it's very good exercise. I just went to an aqua um recertification two weeks ago. We were in the pool four hours. Very pruny, you know, and that was a long wow. time. But yeah. yeah, but it was very interesting. Yeah. Um swim if you want to swim laps, that's good. Um if you want to walk back and forth, that's good too. You can jog with your knees up. That's also awesome thing to do. Oh. Um so aqua is great. Aqua is Probably the newest thing for the baby boomers, um, because as people age, you know, they think they have to stop working out, and they yeah. don't. They can go into the pool, which is aqua. So you can do anything on land in, t- in the pool, and oh. there's no there's no pressure on the joints, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's what this person on the radio was saying. If you're recovering from a sports injury, don't just start running on concrete. You know, let's start off in in the water where there's some buoyancy. Mm-hmm. And do you do you recommend that people purchase a special type of uh, rubber sock or uh, rubber shoe if they're going to be doing any of this running or walking in the pool? There are shoes. Yes, um, that's funny because in my workshop we talked mainly, we talked a lot about shoes. Um, there's a shoe called Rika, um, and I believe it's R. Y-K-A, but I'll make sure. It's either R-Y-K-A or I think that's what it is. Um, and I'll make sure for you just to double-check that. But it's a, a pool shoe, an aqua shoe, um, and it's especially made for the pool So that you need to use when you're when you're in the pool. You don't ever want to go barefoot in the pool. Yeah, because I, I would imagine if it's a public pool, maybe sometimes people throw pebbles or something, and, you know, it'll hurt if you stand on it. So, gosh... Well, not great. even that. It's when you're doing the exercises. Yes. You don't want to put the pressure on your feet in the joints, so you want to oh. have that buoyancy. So. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Four hours. You guys were running and <laughs> kicking four hours in the pool like that. Jumping like, jacks, everything in the pool for four hours. Oh, you yeah. do. Describe oh, yeah. some of the other exercises that you do in the water aerobics sorts of things. Um. Let's see. Jumping jacks. Uh-huh. You can do those forwards and backwards, side to side. Um, you can also have, I have lots of aqua toys. I have, um, they're called um, dumbbells. Uh-huh. And I have the noodles, of course. And we have ankle weights and we have ankle, t- and we have tubes, um, resistance tubes. 
And then we also have music that we do the exercises too. So we have lots of stuff. <laughs> and and what is it that you do with the noodles? My kids used to play around with the noodles. They would, you know, actually ride the noodles almost like a seahorse. But how do you guys use the noodles? It's oh. funny that you say that because um, we have when we do the noodles, we do the same thing. We do the seahorse, but we do we ride the bicycle. So like, um, oh. you think about a cycling class. Um, yes. Cycling class is an indoor stationary bike. It doesn't move. So you do you do classes on the stationary bicycle. So in the pool. For the aqua classes, we do the noodles the same way. We we do them like a seahorse, and then we ride the bicycle with our legs, and then we have races oh. in different parts of the pool. Yeah, <laughs> and then oh. we have we have gift cards for whoever wins. So <laughs> it's fun. Now, so. where where do you do this at? Is this in 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 a like a YMCA, or is this just an apartment pool, or? Where do you do your water aerobics and these exercises at? Okay, Dr. Bill, you can't say water aerobics anymore. It's aqua. Oh, okay. Aqua, <laughs> aqua aerobics. Just so you get the right thing go. I know, yeah. I learned that last week because water aerobics <laughs> makes us think of the old ladies with the white hair. Yeah. And nobody wants to get in the water with us. Oh. <laughs> I learned that two weeks ago, so I used to say water aerobics too. I was like, no. I'm like, I can't say that anymore. So. You do the water aerobics at the senior citizen center, but the 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 aqua aerobics is done where aqua, then? Right. I have a we have a community pool in our um, housing development, so we go there in the morning from nine to about ten thirty. I have my classes Monday through Friday. So. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. really great. You know, yeah. I mean, what what I'm also getting the feeling is that there's mm-hmm. so many things that you could do in the pool. That it's pretty fun. I mean, the time would go by pretty quickly. Oh, it goes by so quickly. It's amazing. My ladies, they want to stay because I have a lot of ladies that are in their 70s and 80s that come, and they've been with me for 10 to 15 years, and they just love it. They're like, can we go longer? <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, yeah, it's fun. You can do everything on land in the pool, so it's it's amazing. Well, you know, when people are are confined to their home for whatever reason, maybe maybe they have difficulties walking outside of their home or they just feel safer in their home. Um, Some of the different exercises that I have told some of my patients is that they could march in place, and as they're marching in place, they could sometimes hold on to the edge of the door jamb so that they don't start moving or they get disoriented that way. And they would march for whatever time period that they like. But uh, you have mentioned the treadmill, and -hmm. you also have mentioned the stationary bicycle and the elliptical. And what are some of the main differences in terms of exercise for each of those types of equipment and with you give examples of, for example, when would an elliptical be better to use as compared to a treadmill? Or when should a person really just be on a stationary bike compared to an elliptical? Are are there specific reasons that you might recommend to your clients that they use one machine over the other? Yeah, um, there is. Um, different days you want to cross-train your, your body um, for different different body um mechanics and um so one day you might want to do the the treadmill um the other day you might want to use the elliptical the elliptical is it has less pressure on your knees if you have any knee issues um it's it's less you know um to your knees and doesn't hurt your knees as much the treadmill you're it's more jolting to the knees so um if you're running or walking fast on the treadmill um one day you might want to do that the next day you might want to do the elliptical then another day you might want to do the bike. Um, if you do the same exercise every day, your body gets used to what you do, and then you're not you're not um, burning your calories or burning the fat anymore. So it's good to switch it up and trick your body into different things. Oh, so, okay. The other thing I was going to say about your marching, that's great. Um, they could also hold on to a wall instead of the door jam, um, and they can also put soup cans in their hands as weights if they don't have weights at home. I mean, oh. yeah, wait. So soup cans or or milk or orange juice, you can put anything in your hands and hold that as you're marching and do some weight 
curl up, you know, bend your elbows in, you know, curl your arms up towards your shoulders. So there's certain things you can do even if you do not have weights at home. Wow, that's really great because everybody has some canned food and you you don't have to go out there and spend money on weights because sometimes, you know, weights could be kind of expensive at times. Mm-hmm. So They are. Yep, they are expensive. So so anything you can do at home, it's, you know, you can... Um, you can do leg lifts on the floor. If you can't get on the floor, you can do standing lifts, leg lifts, holding onto the wall. You can lift up your knee um, one at a time. Always keep one yeah. leg anchored, anchored to the floor. So, you know, it's just good to switch it up. You don't ever want to do the same thing. Don't ever work the same body part each day. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so one day you might want to do your, you know, your upper body, and the next day you want to do your lower body. You never want to do your whole body in one day. Oh, Okay. So do you recommend then, for example, like on a calendar, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, somebody might work on the lower body by uh, treadmill or the stationary bike or walking in the pool, and then Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturday, that they might work on weights for their upper body, or do you have yeah, any you, specific Yeah, you always want to do some cardio. So cardio is the treadmill, bike, elliptical. Okay. So you always want to start off with that, and then, then you can move on to um, um, either an upper body part or a lower body part with weights or, or laying on the floor or standing, you know, stationary, So or walking in the pool one day, you know, aqua. So it just depends on what, what you want to do. Even with my classes each day, I do a different thing with them. One day it might be strength training, where we we always start on the um, the cardio equipment, which is treadmill, elliptical, or bike for at least 10 minutes just to get them warmed up. Yeah. And then we move on to um, our stretching and our flexibility. You always want to do flexibility and stretching. So um, my clients are in the active aging range, so we do a lot of flexibility. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So. Now, are there other particular types of exercises that you have your clients do uh, that that you haven't talked to us about? Are there times that you guys do anything with not a heavy medicine ball, but a ball that they would pass to each other and that forces them to use their arms a little differently? Or do you have any other kinds of games that you guys do? Yeah, we do tons of games. <laughs> we love our games. Um, I, I want to be in Florida, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you. Come on down. Uh, yeah, we do a lot of games. We do we do pass the balls around. Um, and as we're passing the balls, you have to say something about the other person. You have to learn your partner, um, something about your partner. It would be like, you know, okay, Dr. Bill is my partner today. Um, what was What's your favorite movie? So you would tell me your favorite movie. Oh, and, okay. Um, so you, we'd pass the ball. And we might pass the ball to Jim. I'll use Jim because I know Jim very well. And so we'll pass the ball to Jim, and we say, Jim, what book did you read today? So, um, and he would tell us. So then oh. we come back to to me, and we say, what did you eat for dinner last night? So then we go around, and then you. So we go back to you. We throw the ball back to Doctor Bill. Doctor Bill, what did Jim have? What was Jim's favorite book? And what did Leslie eat for dinner? And then what did you do? You know. So it's kind of remember that old telephone game. Yes. So it's yes. the old telephone game. <laughs> but you know that's really really good because there's so many there's so many people that I know that are my age. I'm now 56 years old, and you know I didn't think 56 was that old. But so many of my friends they're they're telling me, you know, there's so many things I just don't remember or I have to think about it. And a mm-hmm. game like that it would help you to continue to work on your memory. Right. We did the president's game yesterday. Oh, on Monday. yeah, Monday yesterday. We <laughs> we went through the alphabet and said all the presidents. So, wow. and then we had to all say them back because there was there was ten of us. So, and it gets it gets really funny because by the tenth person, they're like, "Who was president?" <laughs> so wow. it's a good game. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. So you can do anything with any you know any game you want to do. So and yeah. it gets it gets everybody to know everybody too. It's yeah. Also, and it's the type of thing that you know it's all in fun. So if you don't get it, you know everybody's going to laugh about it because everybody else is having difficulties with that tenth president too. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So it's like we were cracking up. We're like, and then they wanted to do the wives of the presidents. We're like, okay, oh. next week. <laughs> 
Oh, boy, that would <laughs> <Yeah>. be tough. <laughs> it was rough, too. It's fun. But, yeah, like you said, it's it's good um, um, brain power. So as we age, um, you know, we do lose some of that brain power. And our active lives, every, everything we do in life, you know, our lives, we need to keep our brains active. So Yes. What are some other examples of, of games that you created and you use with your clients that are not only good for the body but good for the mind? Um, we've done riddles and jokes. So you have to you have to think through the whole class. Um Okay, this is this is really clean. Okay. And okay, my, yeah. my riddle my riddle is who who made the bedrock? That's my riddle. So <laughs> and it's clean. It's clean. So, it is? <laughs> yeah, it's clean. It's clean. Um, so I I told my ladies that last week, and it took them all class, and they forgot what they were doing when they were working out. I had them doing some squats and jumping up and down, and they normally don't jump on land. <laughs> they usually jump in the pool. Yes. <laughs> they're like, and they're like, I'm like, do you guys know you were just jumping? And they're like, no. So it was funny. So. <laughs> So I'll let you think about my my riddle and see if you get my riddle. I'll give you a clue. It's a hurricane. So who who made the bedrock? Katrina. And it has to do with hurricanes. No, it has to do with hurricanes in Florida because I live in Florida. Well, I live in Los Angeles, so I don't know a whole lot about hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's Wilma. It's Wilma. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that made the bedrock. Yeah, so. Wilma, I get it. Wilma Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, Wilma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told I told you it was clean. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you know, have you? Do you have any uh, knowledge of videos or DVDs that would show some of our listeners these exercises? Uh, and, you know, maybe they could follow along if they don't have an instructor. Are, are there any that's available? Well, there's a lady that was on the call before we started, Lisa, and she works for Blind, or I don't know if she works for her, or she's involved with Blind Alive, which is um, another um, place that I've looked at before, too. And they do do some videos. Um, oh. I've, I've been asked to do one, and I just, you know, maybe this year will be the year that I do it. I mean, I've stepped out of the box, and I've... Um, you know, put on my new hat as president of CCLVI. So maybe, maybe this will be the year that I do one. So it's you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let's see, Lisa. Can you get on the line? Uh, unmute your phone by pressing uh, star one. And, I'm here. Hi. Can you tell us what you know about Blind Alive? Sure. I do work for Blind Alive. I work in sales and customer support. Uh, write some of our blogs, and I'm a frequent, maybe sometimes too frequent, uh, voice on the podcast. And the workouts that we produce are not videos per se, although I sometimes goof and refer to them as such. They are audios, and we have some workouts like cardio that go pretty quickly. And there is some description right in the workout, as much as we can fit in. Oh. For workouts like yoga that go more slowly, we can describe more fully. But with all the workouts, you can get supplementary descriptions in audio and text format. And the website is blindalive.com. And we have cardio and weights and stability balls, yoga, Pilates, um, some whole body workouts, things like that. Now, are each of these audio recordings that are available to teach a person with low vision how to do these, is there a fee for each one of these different audio downloads? Like if I use that same audio download every week, do I have to pay something every week? Once you download the workout, you own it, just like if you would buy a CD. And there are few exceptions, but in general, the workouts are uh, nineteen right now $19.10, and they generally range, on average, they're about 45 minutes long. Some are shorter, some are longer. Usually, if they're any longer, we have ways to break them up into um, 
segments, and we really try to make workouts available for all kinds of people. So whether you are very athletic or whether you are just starting out or you are so far behind the starting line, you can't even see it from where you are, (laughs) there's something that we have that can help you get started. Wow, that is great. Now, is Blind Alive, is this an organization, is this a nonprofit, or is this something that you and some friends started this? No, it is a business. It is not my business. I work for the company because I'm committed to what they do. But Blind Alive is founded by Mel Scott. Uh, She also has RP, just one of those interesting commonality things. And she was looking for someone to kind of come alongside and help with some of the customer service aspects of things and to help produce podcasts and such. And so I've been working with her for a bit over two years, I believe. And uh, you can find out all about Blind Alive in general and about Mel and a bit about me, for that matter, uh, by visiting blindalive.com. Okay, so by going to www.blindalive.com, we can get this information. And it's all one word. Uh No punctuation Uh between blind and alive. Sometimes that will trip people up. And uh, we could download all of those podcasts. How many many different podcasts do you think that you guys have? We, tomorrow, will be releasing podcast 63. And we've done everything from medical IDs, to massage, to cooking on a budget, uh, to various food exercise suggestions. I can't even begin to really adequately describe the variety of health topics we've covered. We've talked about uh, rebounders, um, smart blood pressure monitors, some apps, all different kinds of things, really. God, that's great. Now, now, do you have any... And we have 14 workouts. I should have said that. The podcasts come out, you know, every other week, and they are they are free. And they're, you know, Blind Alive needs to... It is a business, so we need to have to make some money, but we also want to really be a benefit to the community. So that's why we do the podcast. So some of the audio podcasts are free, but then others are $19? No, all of the podcasts are free. The workouts themselves. Okay, the podcasts aren't going to take you through a workout. They're going to be discussions about various health and fitness topics. Oh, okay. Uh, Sometimes they are interviews with the creators of the workouts because all our workouts are created by certified instructors. We just, what Blind Alive does is kind of develops the concept, brings the instructor, brings the descriptions and the music, uh, all of that together. But it's very clear on the podcast or on the website. I mean, you can't accidentally uh, fall into spending a lot of money. You know, you can see the podcast page is a separate page, the workouts page is another page, and the podcasts just have download links, or you can play them on the web. You can also listen on the Victor Reader stream or comparable book reader Yeah. Uh, on the Amazon Echo, although that's really fun because the podcast is called the Eyes Free Fitness Podcast, and if you don't enunciate clearly and separate the words, it will offer to play for you. Actually, it will tell you it cannot find to play for you. The Ice Cream Fitness Podcast. I'm sure we don't like that one. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> yes. Oh, hey, that is great. Now, if a person does have, uh, real quickly, can you describe the Amazon Echo? And if a person does have the Amazon Echo, how would they pay for the podcast? Okay. Podcasts are free. Oh, excuse me. The... the uh, you can't really, well, you can play the workouts on the Echo, but you would have to upload them to Amazon, to your cloud library on Amazon. And I also teach technology 
as Leslie referred to, I enjoy wearing many hats as well. (laughs) And I tried uploading something to Amazon Cloud Library, and two hours later I was talking to myself and making terrible faces. And so (laughs) I wouldn't really recommend it. Okay. (laughs) Um, But we, you know, you can order the workouts on CD um, as downloads. You can also get them on a cartridge. I'm sorry, not a cartridge, an SD card or a thumb drive. Uh, So you have access to all the information that way. And if people have questions, you know, I know not everybody's comfortable with the web and learning things and going on to the web, but you can also call. Generally, you'll be leaving a message, and generally I would be the one getting back to you, and the number is 570-212-9979. I think the main difference from what we're between what we're doing and what Leslie is doing is Leslie's teaching in a group setting. And I think if you can get to a group and you can enjoy the camaraderie and the support of a group, that's absolutely fantastic. But if you can't or it's not maybe just not your thing, then our workouts can provide you the same kind or similar kind of instruction at home, although we don't have good riddles. So uh, maybe that's something we need to work on. I'll get with you and give you some of my riddles. Yeah. I have one one good riddle. Now, Mel probably has others, but I have one good riddle, and after that, I'm done. (laughs) Are you going to share us that one riddle? Oh, it's pretty pathetic. My nieces loved it when they were like four. Um, It's that bad. And it was, who did Batman and Robin become when they got run over by a steamroller? Flatman and Ribbon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Glad we're all muted. I'd be hearing many groans, which are well-deserved. But, yeah, so maybe we need to beef up that riddle thing. But other than that, I think there there are a lot of similarities. I think we're all working together to bring the best health possible to people who generally have not always had the best of access to those kinds of resources. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. I need to get with Mel. <laughs> I need to actually maybe get with Mel. Maybe I could be on there. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, we'd yeah. love to interview you on a podcast. That would be well, fantastic. I'm thinking a workout, maybe a workout. I'll have to get oh, with her. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Please understand, I was that could help me. I just got, got back last night, and I'm fighting a cold, so my brain is on about a 10-second lag, so mm-hmm. I apologize. Uh, but, yeah, that would be great. Just I'll get with you, you know, guys. Just write, write to her, write to us. Okay. Yeah, that will be great. But, you know, uh, as we're talking about uh, being healthy and fit, the last thing we want to talk about real briefly is about nutrition. And I think the first thing that we have to do if we're really going to monitor the foods that we eat, we first should always consult with our physician because you may have other types of medical conditions in which it may not be healthy for you to eat certain foods. For example, for some people, eating certain types of green leafy vegetables is not healthy. So we want to consult with our physician beforehand and they will also create a diet for you. But overall, I think one of the ways that we could make ourselves healthier is to make certain that when we're eating, we have different types of snacks and other food items that we can access very easily. You know, one of the reasons that I think people are always eating these processed cookies and potato chips and things that are really not very good for you is because it's so convenient to get these bags and to open it. But if we had already in our refrigerator, maybe we had some baby carrots that were already washed, or we had tangerines, or if we had other types of fruits and vegetables that were very easy to access and eat, I think that we would eat those rather than the potato chips and the little candy bars and whatever you have. Uh, So the first thing to kind of remember is that it's always helpful to eat a lot of grains. So for breakfast, if you have a whole grain cereal, those are going to be very healthy for you. Oatmeal is also very healthy. 
when you're going to have milk with your breakfast, it's really a nice thing to use 1% low-fat milk rather than whole milk. By eliminating that fat, it reduces a lot of calories. If you're going to add some type of sugar to your coffee, maybe you want to try something such as Equal, which is an artificial sweetener that doesn't have those types of calories. Or other times you might just add a little splash of lemon to your tea to give it a different flavor if you don't like the flavor of just straight hot black tea. Now when it comes to breakfast, you also could go ahead and do other things with poached eggs or hard-boiled eggs, but it's often good to try to avoid foods that have been cooked in butter. I know that when I was a kid, my grandmother would make us eggs and hash browns, and they were so good, and we never really knew why they were so good. And then we saw that she would put a whole cube of butter in the pan as she was cooking all those eggs and hash browns. Oh, boy. So you don't want to do though. that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do that. But we also suggest that if you're going to have toast, whole grain toast is going to be a lot healthier for you than the white toast. But we'd like to try to minimize the carbohydrates as much as possible if you're trying to lose weight. Dr. Bill, not to, uh, just real quickly, um, in Florida at our convention, we're going to have Heather Borders, and she's a um, registered dietitian nutritionist. Um, and if she has some interesting tidbits, which I know she will, I can send them to you. Oh, that's great. Maybe we could yeah. have her on one of our, our programs. I, I should have, I, sh- I don't know who she is, but I should have had her to be the person talking about nutrition this evening. Yeah, I didn't, I just thought about that when you were talking about it right now. So, yeah. she's a wonderful lady, knows her stuff. So, and, and her um, name is, her name is Heather what? Borders. Heather Borders. She's in okay. Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to lunch and dinner, Uh, A lot of things that's often helpful to remember is that half of your plate, if you could cover half of your plate in vegetables, it would be very healthy and it would be very good. You can have some different types of lettuce, whether you want romaine lettuce. You can chop carrots and celery. You could have green and red peppers. You could even put a couple of slices or dice up some fruit. And it really adds a a beautiful color to your plate, but it's also something that's just really, really satisfying. I know for myself, when I used to eat salads before, the only way I could eat salad is if it had Bob's Big Boy blue cheese dressing. But in reality, when you have these salads that you create with fresh vegetables and you add other vegetables on there, these other flavors that come from it, make it so tasty that if you put a few blueberries on there, for example, you don't really feel as though you need dressing. Or sometimes you might just squirt a little bit of lemon over there on top, and it's really, really very, very good. In addition to the lettuce that fills half of your plate, then generally eight ounces of protein or meat would be very good. You could have fish, such as salmon, or you could have a chicken breast, or you could have steak. But whatever type of meat for protein that you're having, this 8 ounces would be about the size of the palm of your hand. And if at all possible, you want to try to not eat the completely fatty portion. Sometimes if you see that you have a a pork chop or you have a piece of top sirloin steak, there's a portion that's going to be all fat. Now, for some people, they love the taste of it, but that really is the part that you really should not be eating. And then if you're going to have other types of carbohydrates there, maybe that you wanted to have a a baked potato or sweet potatoes, or you could have different types of brown rice. These types of whole grains are really very, very good. They fill you up, they're tasty, and they're going to make things so much easier for you as you're on this weight loss program. But I'd say the most important thing is that if you are on a weight loss program, is that if you take the time to create these meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you eat just one serving 
this is a way that you're going to reduce the amount of calories that you consume. You know, so many times we think that it's so much more convenient or it's faster to go to McDonald's or to go to a restaurant. But when you're eating at these places, it actually takes you much longer as compared to if you were to prepare these foods at home and the calorie content of what you're eating at the restaurant is much, much higher. The second thing that I'd recommend if you're trying to lose weight is to minimize snacking. You really want to try not to eat in between meals because that is when people will eat potato chips or you're going to eat cheese puffs and you could literally eat half the large bag and you're still not even full. In many cases, you feel even hungrier. So if you do, create healthy snacks for yourself by having sliced fruits or vegetables. These types of dips that you're going to use with the fruits and vegetables are things that really give it some extra flavor and you're going to feel very, very satisfied. Dr. Bill, berries, strawberries, blueberries, any type of blueberry, you know, berry family is really good. It's lower in the glycemic and the sugars. Mm-hmm. So... uh Basically, I think that if you're going to try to become healthier and you want to lose weight, and all in all by being healthier, you're going to feel better, you just simply have to allocate a little bit of time. If you separate a little bit of time to prepare these things, you're going to be successful in your program. So I want to thank uh, both Leslie and Lisa for being on the program this evening and this podcast that will be up at www.airsla.org and it will also be up at cclvi.org and before we sign off uh, Leslie would you mind giving your contact information if anybody wants to ask you specific questions about exercising or they want to take some of your classes sure Um, it's Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E-S-P-O-O-N-E at C-S-L, Central Florida, dot R-R dot com. You can also call me at 407-678-4163. So that's my home and my email address. And Lisa, do you mind giving your contact information? Sure. Uh, I can be reached at... Lisa at blindalive.com, or if you would prefer to call, likely you will leave a message. We're using a Skype number, and, well, it's Skype, so that's probably enough said. That may be changing, but for now, that's what we're using, and that number is 570-212-9979. Thank you very, very much to both of you for this information. And I'd like to thank you, Mr. Burden, for recording this, and I hope that all of you learn quite a bit. So we look forward to seeing all of you next month at CCLVI. Thank you very much, everybody.